Kissing babies and hugging fat girls. You are a sniveling little suck-up sellout full of suffering succotash, son. With me, that's right, Keelan. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total Fool Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody. To Total F and Marks, I'm your host, the King of Sad Style, the man with the long, uh, largest, not longest calves in the world. Uh, longest calves in the world would uh, probably make me a monster. Uh, I'm here um, with two worlds colliding from the Mass Man Show and Cheap Heat. Stat Guy Greg, otherwise known as Greg Hyde. How are you, Greg? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. And the man who gave me my start in the wrestling podcast business <laughs> that is my, so my far <laughs> gave me no, has not been uh, a successful one financially, but has been a lot of fun. David, the mass man shoemaker, is here. Ah, it's so good to be here. It's good to be here. Welcome back to New York, man. It's nice to be in New York. This is my first time in the East Village since I got here eight days ago yeah. or whatever. It's He's nice. already it's wearing a chainmail vest and, yeah. <laughs> and high... Uh, and an eye patch. Yeah, high East, combat boots. The East Village is not... There's no chainmail around here anymore. No, man. not anymore. East Village became unfun. Um, well, we got a lot to talk about today, and I'm excited to have you two both... On the podcast, because I've listened to you guys both on podcasts a lot. So I didn't do one this week. This is my first wrestling podcast. Oh, really? Week. So yeah. we can get all, all the so hot takes. The, yeah, all the fresh. Well, material. also, I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling this week. So maybe it's the worst time to have me on the podcast. But we well, can do the, this. I mean, we can, we can bounce around. I mean, uh, we're going to hit the big topics. You know, it may not be a top 10 today because some of these may take more. But the hot item this week, uh, Hulk Hogan reinstated oh. back in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um... Of course I'm going to let Greg take this first. That would be the most racist thing in the world if, like, two white guys just dominated the conversation <laughs> while a black dude uh, just sat there. Um, it's also, like, a low-key liberal racist thing just to let him talk and us just be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As Greg pointed out, he's like, oh, I'm sitting in the black chair. The only black chair in the room, and I'm yeah. the one sitting in it. A dashiki <laughs> is lowering onto you as you talk. Uh, no, I, I, I guess my question is, should he be back in the Hall of Fame? Um, what would he have to do to have a presence? What should that present be? Should he stay out? Um, how do you think this week has gone with all the New Day statements and with Hogan's response? Uh, let's start with Greg. Yeah, I didn't realize he was out of the Hall of Fame, first of all. I feel like them saying they're reinstating him is is classic misdirection, and yeah. it's working. Like, <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Nobody, they never said he was out, so them saying that he's back in is just completely changed the conversation because now it's like, oh, he didn't deserve to be out of the Hall of Fame in the first place. And it's I like, did, never even thought of it yeah, that way. Yeah, he didn't way. deserve of this thing that didn't happen to him happen to him. And now we're, now we're talking about all the ways he's been wronged when he bought it on himself. Yeah. Yeah. 
He did bring it on himself. I here's my caveat with bringing him on himself, though, um, is that obviously uh, what he said was incredibly racist. Um, but it, it it was a secret recording, so it's like, I mean, it's not it's not great, you know. By the way, it was he's racist, you know, like yeah. that's the truth. But it's also a secret recording, so it's like if everybody had their shit recorded at some point, sure. you're kind of like. None of us are going to look good. You can take 15 minutes from anybody's life and make them either the best or worst person in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I still think, this is my controversy, I still think he uh, more wants to fuck his daughter than be a racist. I've said that before. <laughs> like, I feel like if it was a, a Chinese guy, he would have been doing those slangs, you know? Um, but, yeah. you know, I, like, uh, I think his first step should have been... Like, it's so funny when this first came out. He liked the, one of the first tweets he said was like him like hanging out with a black kid in a wheelchair, which I thought yeah. was like the funny. Like he's like, look at all the make a wish shit I've done. He, I mean, his first statement should have been like, yeah, I'm I'm racist. A lot of guys are racist. I did something horrible. Let me fucking work on it. But that whole thing of like, I'm not a racist. Like, yeah. well, you you fucking did something racist, so you're a, at least a little bit racist. And now dude. we have his voice though also saying. I'm a racist and I'm not a racist. So now it's like he's debating himself at this point. Like, yeah. who, who do you believe? The the Hulk Hogan who, like you said, didn't know he was being recorded and, well, you know, post-coital pillow talking in his most private moments that yeah. says he is a racist or the Hulk Hogan who's been doing all of these, you know, obviously performative acts since sure. 1980 that says, I'm not a racist. Look at me in Junkyard Dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at me in Junkyard Dog, I guess that's fine. I mean, like, you know, but I don't like, I don't go out rocking Junkyard Dog t-shirts despite him being one of my favorite wrestlers of all time because it's, there's something like a little bit sketchy about that too, about like remembering those glory days of like our one black wrestler in the, in the mainstream company wearing chains around his neck. Yeah, black guy with chains around his neck <laughs> yeah. is but never the, a good look. But, the, but yeah, I mean, the, the the point is none of this is easy, right? I mean, none, right. none of it, like the, the like Hogan, we should not be idolizing anybody that's like dropping racial epithets, but like, I mean, full stop. So, I mean, that part of it is easy, but yeah, he's privately recorded, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not sure that it, it doesn't that it, make it worse. Though? That's what I was going to say. Also, it even makes it yeah. worse that he's like saying that. I mean, and, and the whole backstory to this, I mean, the, everything gets so clouded because of the suit with Gawker. And by the way, this is some semi-informed, but totally conspiracy theory. I mean, the reason why he sued my, my, in my opinion, the reason why he sued Gawker because of the sex tape was because he knew what because was on he the tape. knew the, the, yeah. the rest of that tape. What, the, what he knew about the inward stuff. It wasn't mm-hmm. about the sex tape. So he by made the way, he that made sex this... tape is still one of the funniest sex tapes of all time. <laughs> my, the, 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 va- goes, oh, the valet is a bad piece of shit. The, valet like the sex is... tape part of it, I'm like, yeah, that's been my sex. You can record. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten pasta. I'm I was like, out... I definitely said that. After I was out this. last night with the. I was out last night with the valet and her brother, brothers. Brothers Valet and, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan. It was really an awkward situation. Um, and she's never seen the sex tape. And so, like, me and her brother are trying to describe it to her. Like, it's like, it's just the least sexy thing. The sex, it is. Like, like it almost shouldn't have the word the sex. And it, but it's just like, <laughs> like, you think of sex tape and everybody's mind goes to, like, some porn video they've seen or something. But it's like, this is like a security cam yeah. of, like, of, like, two It's just very awkward, you it's know? It's really awful. Um, awkward. It's but, yeah, awful. it's, it's, it's really funny. bad. So, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, I just can't, it's like... The whole the whole thing from the beginning, from Hogan and WWE side, has been like if if like 
if like West in Westworld, if they created like robots to run PR for like damage control, this was right. what would have happened. Like it's as soon as it happened, he was just like <laughs> he he was like going through the motions from the beginning. It really felt yeah. like from the first from the get that he thought. Well, if I keep my head down, then this will last for six months. But I just got to do these six things in that period of time. But it was almost like he was saying he spent more time saying I've already apologized than apologize it, you know, than like actually <laughs> being sorry for anything. Right. And and the way it wrapped up with WWE, I thought was at Extreme Rules was just the strangest and maybe the most perfect because of everything that's happened. Kind of cap on it all because he. It's like they called an all-hands meeting. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Hogan rolls in and does this sort of very formal, obviously scripted, because, I mean, and that's not even a bad thing, but very scripted apology. And it's almost like, I mean, we, if you've ever been in a, worked for a big company where you have mandatory meetings, like, that's not the mo that that's not a mo those meetings aren't a time where, like, anything of significance happens. You know, that's when you find out you're fired or when you find out, you know, there's layoffs or whatever we're yeah, opening a new that branch been an email which it ended up being no, like, no one in a room like that yeah no one in a room like that really has the freedom to say like yeah i dissent like i, I choose to not accept this apology you know and then yeah thank god the new day or, or kofi's out there on twitter saying like the exact right thing you know and, and yeah uh, and I, I, but, I i can't put yeah that i mean that statement was i thought terrific yeah that but, man titus o'neill statement but i just think it's like like if you don't like I, this is maybe even more craven than what wwe's done but it would almost be better to be like to find out now that like, oh yeah, like we've been on good terms with him for six months and like just kind of don't, it shouldn't be a, almost to be a big an announcement because what he needs to do is not a formal statement to the whole locker room. That needs to be like one point along the way. He needs to but that talk to every black wrestler. Yeah, backstage. it's like at, at some point it should be like, the first thing we should hear about is Titus or Mark or you know one of these guys just saying, Oh yeah, I've I've had I've had eight phone call phone conversations over the past year with Hulk Hogan. I think that he's getting it. You know, like right. but that yeah. but whatever happens, that doesn't need to come hand in hand with his reinstatement. You know, like it needs to be like, oh yeah, he's doing this stuff on the in the hopes that someday he'll be able to mend you know mend fences, but not like oh, okay, you just got to do the statement and then you're back in. Like that just seems like yeah. like who's and, it seems and also so they fake. need to clarify like what back in means because. Like I said, I didn't even realize he was out of the Hall of Fame. So yeah, me them, neither. That's the dumbest thing. Them putting him back in the Hall of Fame that I didn't realize he was out of means nothing to me. But then, like, them selling merch and trying to capitalize on his image and bringing right. him out on Monday Night Raw and putting him in angles and then putting, like, black workers or really anybody in these uncomfortable positions with him, Yeah, that would be, that would be wild to me. Well, here's the thing is, like... Uh, you know, like, uh, there is such a thing as teachable moments, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I said here's the thing, too. I've been hanging out with people from Long Island too much. <laughs> they all say here's the thing, like, it's the ultimate fucking... My girlfriend's <laughs> from Long Island, my best friend's from Long Island. Like, it's the most Long Island thing. It's like what Alec Baldwin and, like, Trump does. You know, like, like, like well, the last final point, because yeah. I'm the most important here. Um, but I, I do think, like, after Michael Richards, like, talked about fucking lynching people, he, like, went through... The fuck, like he first off, what he said was totally fucked up. But second, he like, I do think he had a psychotic break. I think what he did was racist. Yeah. But I see you can see him having a psychotic break on stage. And then afterwards, he ate shit in a way Hogan didn't. He it, fucking walked around with Jesse Jackson apologizing, like, and you and saw this like could save him face. too. Like Seinfeld went on uh, what show? Was it? I think it was Letterman the next day. Yeah, right. right. After and that, everybody yeah. was like. Cool. We like you, dude. Still, Michael Richards. It. Michael Richards. Yeah. Did, Michael Richards did an episode of Comedians in Cars that is one of the saddest episodes of television I've ever seen. It's just heartbreaking because he's not. 
Like you can tell he's just a fully broken human. Everything that yeah. he's done aside. And I think part of the part of the problem with Hogan is that not just in this situation, he hasn't been a human being in 40 years. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's and he he's he's this he's this character, you know? Yeah. And like and, and even when he was doing the reality show, like when that sort of like he made that pivot, he was still working a character. And so like I I mean I think the broader question is like if a professional wrestler from that era does anything to break our hearts can we ever really like is there is there any is there any human apology that is even possible because they're not those guys like him flair brett like all the big names they lived it so thoroughly in different ways that like there's not yeah. there's not you can't separate there's, it yeah you try like so you're trying to think of what like okay i gotta i gotta do a shoot brother like i gotta like this is for real i, I really do apologize but like it's not like, none of it's ever going to ring true. Also, by the way, when I said Hogan fuck his daughter, that was a joke. I feel like now I have to say that was a joke. Um, yes. Because of... Because James Gunn just got cause I Because I'm in contention to become the next yeah. director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, um, Jesus Christ. Fucking world is crazy. But I will say that, like, but watching Michael Richards go through that is like, you're like, oh, this guy, like, took it on the fucking chin. You know what I mean? Like, in a way that was like... Oh, this motherfucker got a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't like come out the next day and was like, look at me and all my black fans. And also Michael Richards, here's the other thing. It's like, if 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 Hogan, if 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 this is like even if Hogan's not a fucking racist or he's not fully racist, um, like the first thing that you do after you get a, a very uh a classy statement by the three most popular wrestler black wrestlers on your brand is not to next day do like a post thanking law enforcement like that was the craziest yeah, part of this of whole thing where i was like i was like dude you should have fucking you you should have like the first thing you should have done is you should have called those guys and been like what can i do like when you did that boys and girls club thing i'm like okay this is like a step in the right direction but then like when you post that you're like you're gonna really post that like uh, even the boys and girls club thing too and like yeah. everything since he's just been like oh let you know Remember, people are always watching. You're you always it. being recorded, and try not to make the mistakes I've made. And it's right. like, those aren't the lessons. Yeah, those aren't the lessons. Again, like, none of this is easy. But I mean, I remember saying on Cheap Heat when this when the, yeah. when, it, when it first happened, I said, you know, if we want to if we want to permanently ostracize every professional wrestler that has ever dropped the N word in private conversation, we would have no more wrestlers, right? I mean, we would. Right. Be Brett might still be around, but huh? he'd be wrestling by himself. Who? <laughs> I said Brett might still be around, but <laughs> Brett, yeah, Brett would be wrestling by, <laughs> they himself. by himself. They have different. It would be Brett they versus have beware yeah, on every be fucking and all the show. black wrestlers <laughs> um but the, but so but i mean having said that yeah it just all seems like you gotta put you gotta you gotta risk something to really yeah. earn, to really earn something and if there's i remember when when hogan when we did the andre documentary you know we had these conversations because we knew this was going to be a question and, and you know this wasn't part of the decision whether or not to film him it was kind of like there was, yeah. there was no way to do it and i think everybody agrees on that like nobody's like you only the most only a very sub small subset of people are saying like Hogan shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but I mean that's the that's that's the that's that, a new conversation. Yeah, but but like speak. but to say Hogan shouldn't yeah. be like we're not talking about deleting him from the WWE network. Right, we're not talking right. about taking him like because re even Benoit matches are on the network. Like you can't. Right. Yeah, but we're not and we're not going to re-release WrestleMania three with like a blurry a blur over him yeah. or like whatever. Like no one's like just a blur basically over the no spot. one is saying that. But yeah, but you got but if you really want forgiveness you gotta risk something and if that's you know rosenberg used to talk about like hogan had an open invitation to come on hot 97 yeah, and, it, been, and, and sit, it's been sitting there for three years but like. just and we were i remember us you know saying at the i mean 
when we were having talking in the Andre doc stuff, I was just like, I mean, if this is a thing, what, what are our options? If this becomes a major problem, what are our options? And I was like, well, you know, we could, we can reach out and try to get like Hogan and Mark in the same room, you know, and just see what happens, you know, like we like it not we have to record it, like but we just need to like I want, but like you gotta be willing for that to go terribly. To, to to have any like positive to have any upside to the yeah. whole thing does that make sense it does yeah. like you got to put yourself in it going to the girls and boys club is wonderful that's also easy because they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna release, confront you with what you did and they're like, not gonna release the foot their photos if it's like people are giving them the finger you know I mean it's yeah. not like whatever it's it's that's easy stuff um, anyway. Uh, it's not an easy subject, though. So you know, we're just like uh, it's funny. As this happened, my friend just hit me up for Viagra, which is also a Hulk Hogan problem. Um, uh, that's I great. I didn't know you I were dealing. Say, you know, and, and even like uh, nowadays, that's a face move. Um, but like, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, like even as a comedian, I, you know, I've said stuff that's gone over the line. You're playing either a racist character. I mean, I used to. You know, say the F word like everybody else, you know, like back course, then. And that's yeah. not like, you know, and I'm not excusing that, you know, and a lot of that was like me get, you know, like getting confronted and being like and listening. And sometimes I'd push back and be like, hey, I don't know. I don't think like if I'm playing a racist character, that's how they're going to talk. So it's like, but the other times I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. And I, and I should fucking stop that. You know, and that's like, the thing though. That's the like, even that little step is, is our steps that Hulk Hogan hasn't taken. Like, yeah. he's not. He's not listening. He's trying to control the conversation and build it around like, I made a mistake, which is like, yo, mixing up your salt with your sugar when you're baking cookies is a mistake. But like, but doing it in a Hitler mustache, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's deliberate. Like these are deliberate things, and like you were at least willing to be confronted with the things that you said and you did and grow from it. But even like when we found out about the recording, it was years after it was actually recorded. So that was the same Hulk going into it that came out of it and just lived that truth behind closed doors up until the time we all found out about it. And yeah. now it's a brand new Hulk. And like, I don't buy it. Yeah, I mean, he should have been fucking, if, you know, like he probably he should, he should, his first interview probably should have been with Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I, not like, uh, and, and you know, you know, and not with uh, some radio host or whatever it was, his first interview. Did, That's who it should be. Did, yeah, I think that what, I think that, I mean, for me, the sort of end of it is what Greg just said, which is that, like, if he were... If he changed, if he grew, if, if he if learned if anything. He, if, and the, but the, the biggest problem is that if he had grown, if he has grown, if he has changed, if he has become a new person out of this, I don't think we'd have any way to know it. You know, and that's yeah. the problem. So, I mean, unless, there's, unless you can figure out how to, how to show, I don't know. So moving forward, though, I mean, is it safe to say that nobody in this room is, is upset that he's in the Hall of Fame? But do you so if he pops up at WrestleMania <laughs> next year for just like to open the show, like we still got we still have a long time to go and hopefully a lot more. I it just seems it seems like him popping up at WrestleMania would be like the safest thing for them to do with him though, because so many people in the like this is such a uniquely American thing that we're like this conversation that we're having because people in the international community they care, like they kind of get it. I feel like they don't care enough to not cheer for him when he when the music hits what if like sure. he goes in the hall of fame but then like mark henry immediately puts him through the hall of pain and would that be no that wouldn't work we've joked about that before wow <laughs> well we've it's been funny because it felt like a joke but now it feels like because wwe has the pen and they're willing to rewrite things and go in different directions like that's a thing that they would do and like no like <laughs> they'll do that it's a joke <laughs> like don't don't yeah. do that yeah yeah, maybe yeah. he shouldn't come back. Um, 
I mean, I just think there's some things that he can do. I think that like doing. It's kind of crazy though that they like uh, they glossed over all the crazy shit Ultimate Warrior said before they brought him back. Yeah, like that was like they're like, yeah, Warrior Nation, and you listen to some of those recordings, and you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. bro. They inducted him in the Hall of Fame th- in New Orleans that's, after all the stuff he said about Katrina. But there's one, yeah, okay. But there, but like obviously, like in in yeah. American society, the N word is just has its own category, right? So that's why it's incumbent on people like Hulk Hogan to when it when it happens to immediately just be like, I'm a fucking idiot and I'm really sorry and this was a thing that I thought was okay and. Like, it, I'm just too stupid and too privileged to even understand why those words came out of yeah. my mouth, and that's it. Or you gotta say, like, like whatever the opposite of that is, If, for, if assuming he's not, like, a full-blown racist, which is just like, dude, it's just a word, get over it, and that's my formal statement. But you gotta say something, right? Yeah. You, gotta, you yeah. gotta, like, specifically address the thing, because otherwise it's just, it's not some vague, like, oh, like... Uh, like wait and it'll get and it, it'll. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a separate. It's just a separate category. So you have to acknowledge that it's actually significant. I don't know. It just seems like there's been a lack of acknowledgement. Anyway. Anyway. I mean, all this stuff is. I, you remember I that time Vince said the N word on the air? <laughs> Vince is yeah. I mean, Vince is in his own category. But that yeah. But the, I, I say that jokingly because every time the Hogan stuff comes up, people like will drop that GIF uh, into Twitter or something like that, and yeah, it's just like so. yeah, not the same thing. I mean, just like, as also depressing. problematic, not nearly the same thing. <laughs> I mean, just as depressing. Monday Night Raw this past week, not as depressing, but that was uh, I don't know what. Um, I have no idea. I, was Extreme Rules this past Sunday? Extreme Rules yes. this past Sunday. And it's just, it's just, I've never felt more stale leading up to a pay-per-view, which is a point many people have, have made. This is starting to feel like when they put the strap on Seamus, like the Seamus Cena Orton years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as that. Seamus is awesome. Of, Take uh, that back. That's a, that's a He's lot. awesome now. We didn't know he was going to be so awesome when they were doing that. Sure. That, that, the old hair Seamus was terrible. Um, staleness, uh, yeah. There's a, I don't, I guess what I, I guess. It, there's a, just a weird disconnect for me between having a champion that never shows up and trying to still tease that out week by week. Like if the point is that he's, if the point is that he's a great champion who is only going to show up twice a year, and he's worth it. Like that's, I guess they kind of have made that the storyline a little bit, but they've made it like a heel thing for him. <laughs> like I don't like it. Just like why not? It seems weird that we're this close to SummerSlam. We don't know who's going to fight at SummerSlam. Except we just kind of think it's going to be Brock. I mean, Brock, I guess Brock Lesnar has agreed to, to fight, but like, I mean, what you got to do is they just should go have back. Roman and him. Roman go over Lashley, um, and then you have him and uh, Roman and uh, Brock in the ring, and then Braun's music hits, and then people are excited about it, right? Yeah, that, I think that's what has to happen. I think the first moment that Brock shows up, Braun needs to come through with the briefcase and just bring back our Universal Championship. Wow. Yeah. What was the? What do we think? I've not been paying. I, I don't know the answer to this. I've talked about it, but what do we think that the deal that Vincent and, and Brock made at WrestleMania was like? Just go to Saudi Arabia, and then do whatever the hell you want, and then drop the belt at SummerSlam, and like, but just don't tell anybody that you're only signed up for two ma- two more matches, and I'll give you ten million dollars or something. I mean, he like, did turn. That the, he did turn Lesnar heel for real. You know, like I think that that was the whole point. He just didn't make Roman Reigns face. I'm just yeah. but like, what do you th- is the, do you think it's it's he has he 
I mean, there, there was all this news that came out that he'd re-signed, but it was deliberately vague. And then he did Grizz Royal Rumble, and that was it, right? Yeah, I don't even think he showed up to any Raws in between Greatest yeah. Royal Rumble and, and now. How weird it's is it? a lot it's, of Heyman, but no. It's, a, it's yeah. very strange. It's very strange. It almost would have been better to say... It almost would have been better to have him drop the belt at Mania... It would have been better if he dropped the belt at Mania or dropped it to Roman at the Rumble, at the Greatest Royal Rumble, or it's not the Rumble. And then, but then said, I'll be back. To, I'm, 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 I'm taking my like return fight at SummerSlam, no matter who's the champion. And just that way, we'll like, we get excited for Lesnar again. But yeah. And uh, we see the Universal Championship. Yeah. Yeah. That big licorice looking belt. Um, it looks like a candy apple. It does. It looks, it's, uh, extreme it's, rules it's, results. I mean, it's been so far away now at this point. I, I don't even know what we can say about it. But the one question I do want to ask is, David, you hate smart crowds. Oh, when yeah. is it the crowd's fault versus when is it the wrestler's fault? Oh, I have a, re, the really simple answer. Again, nothing simple. Mm-hmm. If But the, the easy answer for this is after four hours, it's no longer the crowd's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can like if uh, under four hours, fuck anybody in the crowd that's throwing beach balls or doing the wave. I mean, it just like I'm like I understand, but also but forget about it. We can start having a conversation about whose fault it is after four hours. You know, I mean, if WWE is putting on the biggest show of the you know whatever in the history of wrestling, and you're doing stuff, then you're still dumb. But that at that point, I start to understand. It's just the exhaustion. Yeah, like the seventh hour of WrestleMania is tough. Though, I'm not gonna lie. Like when they get it's really bad, point. and that's and that's now why the why Raw after WrestleMania is so tough because everybody's punchy. Everybody's well, we got exhausted. to see the Bludgeon Brothers win a championship. So on Sunday, yeah, or they went no, they it was at WrestleMania. They oh, did it in yeah. like five minutes. Um, yeah, it's it was. I, I see. I I mean, I kind of fast forwarded through Extreme Rules. I wasn't watching it live, and I thought it was great. Like I was just like <laughs> that's the way to watch it. Right? I, I thought it was a fantastic show. Well, and I did. Yeah, me too. I watched I watched the uh, AJ Rusev match, and I thought that was great. And then I just turned it off because I was tired. Yeah. Oh, you turned off before the IMA match? I did. You missed all the shenanigans that go right to the heart of this question. Like, when is it the wrestlers' fault? When is it the crowd's fault? But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the crowd the crowd was turning on them, but I think WWE has. A, I think that. I have a hard time blaming WWE except for the length of the show. I, re- I mean, I thought that that was the right match to go on last. Um, and maybe there's a deeper, maybe there's a philosophical thing here. I mean, maybe, maybe there's, maybe it actually makes more sense to do just a series of little, you know, crowd popping things at the end. Maybe you do yeah. the women's championship match. So you get yeah. Ronda out there getting involved. Maybe, you know, whatever. Just some shorter stuff just to keep everybody going. And that crazy ass haircut. That makes sense, though, what you just said, too. Because I feel like that's a, an old school philosophy of, like, throwing in a popcorn match at a certain point. And then in between, you know, the main event and another big match, having, like, a little... Match to pop the crowd, maybe another popcorn match. Well, but they I, don't do they don't do that anymore. They I really thought that when they went to the co-branded pay per view, I didn't think. I hoped when they went to the co-branded pay per views that the, what it was going to mean is that like you had to earn your way onto the card, and the and the feuds that weren't the top. If you weren't a top six feud, then we just we're going to blow it off on TV, you know, or we're going to or save it for next month, build it up. But they just threw everything on there, and there's the pre-show, and I get it. You want to give people their money's worth, even though we've already subscribed or the, the live crowd <laughs> or whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. Man, I went to go see the UFC. I was there live when Brock showed up. Yeah. I was in Vegas. Like I was there on like the tenth. People row. were booing the shit out of him. It right? was fa- it was one of the greatest nights of my life. It was so, it was the, the, my, one of my favorite top top 
five wrestling live wrestling moments and it wasn't a wrestling show but man ufc ufc cards live as they're actually harder to watch on tv a lot of the time because i think it's basically because they don't have the production values yeah. to do the interstitial stuff as well or whatever yeah. and it feels like there's a lot of dead time but in, with raw with wrestling shows they try to fill up the dead time they, they're showing you stuff whatever like be it's almost more it's it's e the time goes faster when you're just like sitting there between the matches talking to your buddy or like saying like oh look Anthony Kiedis is here you know whatever and but but they but but there's not the whole thing isn't blocked out it's never out. fun when Anthony Kiedis oh, is there but Brock yeah. Lesnar and Anthony Kiedis had a nice conversation I so that was one of the few people well, I heard that they're talking. building towards a match <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it's gonna be all Flea's gonna be in one corner it's great the under the bridge match the uh but we've <laughs> we've had but but like it's there's something without it being blocked out you don't know when the matches are gonna if end Brock so wins someone, Anthony has to relapse yeah <laughs> it's a really but I love the real formality of like we don't know how long this match is gonna go when it's done Joe Rogan gets the ring and interviews them then it's over then like 10 minutes later they start the music for the next entrances and it's just like it feels it's just so much more free flowing and one of the the semi main event dropped out it like like they, they lost a match I think they moved something else did they move they must have moved another fight to the main card but there were only like five fights I, on I the main card the and it was just so and it, it went it was so amazing nobody left feeling like they didn't get enough fighting. Like it yeah. was, it was all it, it was, and the, you got the little post match angle. Like you got the whole thing, <laughs> and it was, it was just enough. I mean, I almost miss the days of like in your house when like a pay per view could just have serve one purpose. Yeah, and, you and know, you this, get a house. This is the show where DX wins all the titles. That's it. There's a story for this show. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I also just, love that Daniel Cormier, uh, the baddest man on the planet right now, uh, looks. So pudgy. Oh yeah, he's got it's the dad bod. He's got like dad and two bod titles and two titles. I mean, he's looked like this forever. Obviously, he had to cut weight to go down to light heavyweight, and so he had that sort of weird like he had those like uh, like who was the sumo guy in Street Fighter? E Honda or was that the <laughs> yeah. He had the E Honda abs. Were like whatever when he would cut weight, but. But now he's like almost forty. Like it's like it, that's he looks. He's he got looks like about the body right. of the guy from the Shield, Michael Chiklis. You know, like he's got. Well, oh, I, thought, like I thought you meant Roman Reigns. Yeah, that was going to be a real hot take. Maybe that that would be. We don't know what's under that vest, man. Um, but yeah, it's it was a, it what was if it's a just embarrassing tattoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a Bud White Blair <laughs> Penguin yeah. tattoo on his yeah. chest. Like, um, or a was up. It was a yeah. Was up frog would be would be incredible. Uh, it's it's tough, man. It's it's really tough. I don't know. I, I I know I know that they're in a tough spot. They have they have a lot of talent. And they got to figure out a way, and they they have to give people the opportunity to get over and everything else. And but. that's the thing too. Like they have a lot of brands, like you said, to get over. Now they have NXT UK on top yeah. of NXT Raw and SmackDown and yeah. 205 Live and who knows what else they get. 205 do. Live, man, might as well. I just, just don't know why they don't, they have the network now. They should just mess around with it more. Do like like in the old like, you know. When I used to watch Memphis wrestling, they would run live shows all the time, you know? And, uh, I mean, they would do, like, the house shows, but the house shows were, like, kind of legit. But if there was a big moment or they needed to goose the ticket sales, they would just be like, why not have Rollins and, and Ziggler just be like, we don't have, nothing is planned for the network yeah. this Sunday. You versus me, one-hour Ironman match, 8 o'clock on Sunday. And have it be, like, a surprise show one week out. Then you, like, have more room on the real pay-per-view or whatever, you know? I mean, yeah. you can play around with this stuff. Not just, like, it's... It, these long shows do not... They're not working. And it's crazy that... Well, it's crazy for me that that... Like, they, WWE has done a lot of stuff over the past yeah. year plus to, like, try stuff out. Try different guys, you know, different looks for the championships. Try, you know, whatever. 
different formats of the shows. Uh, putting the Iron Man match on last was like an interesting thought process, like an interesting idea. Yeah. But it's still, it, the one thing they don't seem to mess around with is like the shows are too long. So how do we, like, what's the... Yeah. And Vince knows the shows are too long too because like when the XFL, when he made that announcement, he even said like, you want to sit through three hours of live entertainment? And everybody's like... No. Yeah, <laughs> we really just, know. You just had a five hour <laughs> Vince at this point is just taking two hour naps in the middle of every show, so he right. doesn't realize it. It's just him trying to open a medicine bottle backstage. Yeah. Um, would you support Kane for mayor? I'm going to go with no because he's a libertarian. I just can't out of principle support oh, he's a libertarian. There's a limit to what, what the bad things that a mayor can do. I would, yeah. say, I would say that. I was torn on this. I was actually just like... Actually, well, Kane is a backstage guy. He's apparently like the nicest guy in the universe. I talked yeah. to Kane on the phone a couple of yeah. times because he was the... I'm sure I've said this before on a podcast, but when you call WWE and you're like, hey, I, I want to... Like, I have this... It's. I'm not talking about like an interview, like a straight yeah. up, like, I'm doing a piece on John Cena. But if like, if I if you're just like, hey, I'm doing a piece on, on whatever, on what it's like to main event a big show. Yeah. Can I talk to John Cena? They'll say, nope, you can talk to Kane. Like every, every time Kane <laughs> is like, Kane is like always around. He shows up to the events four hours early and he's like, oh yeah, I'll take a phone call, whatever. Yeah. And he's very well spoken and like knows that he toes the company line. He's a really nice guy. I think I would vote for him, and it's only because of my just present level of disillusionment that I think everybody who's running for mayor is probably like just corrupt and in it for themselves on some level. And Kane, at least Kane doesn't need to like pad his pockets with like lo-fi construction kickbacks or something, you know? Like Kane, Kane yeah. is doing it, but for his ego or for his like dedication to libertarianism or whatever, like that's better than being corrupt. But I who think. needs to pad their pockets with kickbacks when you have like that much power? You just do it, I guess, for the fun of it, right? Like, yeah. But I'm with it Dan. All the time. I would not. I would not be voting for a libertarian for out of principle. Just, and just out of principle, too, because I, 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 he said, you know, he was on Fox Business recently. He's like, yeah, I think Trump is doing a good job. And I'm like, you don't need to think that from an office or like a, from a legislative position. Like, well, Trump is, Trump, Trump is, in so much as it affects libertarianism, which, by the way, I mean, whatever you want to say about it, it's not a, it's not a fucking governing philosophy. Okay, like no one, like it's, it's not like. Yeah. I'm not saying it's gonna like, you know, I'm not gonna be like a like a like a right winger talking about how like you know socialism is inevitably leads to like mass murders or whatever. But like, you can't you can't be a pure libertarian in the way that people talk about it now and actually like govern. So whatever he can think whatever he wants to think. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I think that he knows that he just like as far as libertarianism goes. Trump is doing an okay job. He's, and like he's running throwing as a regulations out so the like, window. He knows he knows he has to kiss ass a little bit because he's running as a Republican. But you know, even on his website, um, it's vague. His positions are vague. Even I if you want to like dig in and do the research, you have no idea what he's going to do once sure. he gets in office. Sure. And this is a man who Probably he's going to like has bring set multiple people on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how can we trust him? No, I, he seems like a good guy, but I wouldn't vote for him. I also felt bad because I was on the same Fox Business show that he was on, which is was, I mean, it was kind of rough. Uh, Wait, but what show were you on? I was on Kennedy. Kennedy, she's you, really nice, but like. I don't know, man. It's just a creepy vibe over there, dude. It's 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 it's, it's a it's and like I remember. Is it in the main Fox building? Is well, this is kind of a funny story. Me and this guy uh, Jay Davis used to be on Cheers, uh, who uh, you know was no longer on Cheers, but because uh, he said some, you know, uh, he was really nice backstage, but you know, he, he said some dumb shit. Um, but like he, uh, 
like we were back. There was this one guy. He was I, I think he was like tearing apart either Hillary or Bill. And we were like shitting on him relentlessly in the green room. And then uh, and then he came into the green room and there was a woman sitting right next to us and he kissed her and we realized that was his wife and Fantastic. we were just dumping on this dude. Uh, and fantastic. Then, and then I and then I was like, and then we got on, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He goes, yeah, let's just dump on him on air. So we did that. <laughs> but I, you know, like it's weird. I, I went there to, you know, you don't get paid. And, you know, I was there to promote an album, so I, I thank the show for doing that. And it's also like Kennedy is like the most acceptable show you can do on that network, yeah. I guess. Uh, it's like uh, maybe like a half step above Cavuto or something, but uh, you know, um, it, it, it's still dude, a weird vibe. I did, dude. I did, I did Fox and Friends when my book came out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this was before. I feel so much better now. <laughs> Brian Brian Kilmeade interviewed me, and this was this was this was certainly before there was any like Fox and Friends he had the reputation like comic, that it right? has. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think so. A lot of those uh, guys want to do something. Else. I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of like conservative. I did Imus. I did. You know, I did. Yeah. That was my first thing. Was in the New York. Was it in the New York Post? Whatever. Like the first. Well, like, at least first... Imus was like he was a racist, but he was like he knew how to do radio. Like those guys, I'm like I always feel like they just got called up from like a general Disney audition and then they're like, okay, just do a new show, you know? Yeah. So the guy was like, yeah, you're, you're like an unbiased weatherman in like Topeka and then like, come be on Fox and you're just like, set Hillary on fire. Like, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... Also, it's, like, they've been tearing apart our show for the past couple of months, so... Yeah, um, well, you know, you know that's, what, show, that's what you get. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for being on a uh, commie network like Netflix. Disrespect the eyeshadow? What can you expect? Yeah, exactly. Um... Guys, we're gonna have to wrap this up soon. But Jeff Hardy's ear—that's I oh, did. That's gross. Yeah. It was just gross. I also was like, "Why'd you get that fucking? Why'd you? Why'd you get that ear?" It's so now? weird, man. Like, get like like people have face tattoos everywhere you look now. Yeah. Let alone like the hands and stuff. And yeah. there was obviously there was a point where I was like, "That's a bad." Like the first time I saw just a regular person, like not not already making money. With a face tattoo, I was just like, wow, <laughs> like, idea. can you even yeah. work at Kinko's? Like, what is your tra job trajectory right here? I mean, and then the color, like, people with, like, weird, crazy hair, mohawks, and color. Like, the, all these these are things that at some point in my life I've been like, ooh, that's a step too far. But it's, you know, but the, ear, just, the ear gauges are still weird for me. I'm just like, why? Like, why? Same. I had the same thought. Like, like, why do you need a hole that big in your ear? Like, what do you do with that? And then... Grandiose shows is exactly what you do with that. You stick your finger in it and you stretch it as far as it goes, and it looked so gross. Yeah. I was gonna rip. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was a working ear. Um, <laughs> MSG Ring of Honor in the Garden. I'm excited about that. It'll make WrestleMania more fun. Yeah, what I know this think? is this. I hope Meltzer or somebody goes in on this a little bit because I'm just like interested that MSG that like Vince didn't stop this, but hadn't he stopped these Ring of well, Honor from working there in the past supposedly and stuff? According to somebody from Ring of Honor. Um, Vince pulled the plug like he pulled his card over there and got the show canceled, but now it's back. But now, because it came from somebody from ROH, and this is wrestling, I don't know if that was a word. Oh, that could... like, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about Madison Square Garden. It's the most expensive wrestling venue to run in the country by a million miles. That's why mm -hmm. WWE is at Barclays Center. I mean, yeah, I mean Barclays, I didn't know that. Barclays is on the other end of the spectrum too because I don't know I don't know the financials, but I know at least when they when they opened up, they were like I'm sure they got a really deep discount based on the fact that they wanted to have SummerSlam there. They were the, what was the first, TLC was the first yeah, thing Yeah, it was they had TLC there. in December. But like they want they just wanted every event. I mean, they didn't just get it's not like 
you know, I mean, Jay Z obviously had a connection to it and all this, but like they like with month one they were announcing like Coldplay and Elton John and like whatever else. <laughs> yeah. It's like they got they wanted it to be like the giant the biggest first year ever and they made it happen. I'm sure they're still getting a crazy discount. I mean, Vince gets discounts and everywhere. And it doesn't runs. have something to do with like unions too, like. Um... Isn't there like some union that, of workers at MSG that I feel like there's, there's got to be a team of people that just give gets Billy Joel to the stage, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they've got to helicopter him in so he doesn't like yeah. drive over a street performer. On MSG the way is, in. it's incredibly expensive to run even for WWE, and that's why yeah. they do few and and it's not as you know, it, 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 that's why they do fewer and fewer shows there. All right, well our last day, David, you've already done this, so you don't have to participate, but Greg, you haven't done this yet. Ruin a WrestleMania. What angle you think would piss off the people the most? Oh. Can he go Hulk Hogan right now? No, nah, that's too easy. Like, Hulk Hogan and Roman, I'm not going to say anything with those yeah. two. This I was going to say caveat, no more Roman anymore either. Yeah, But I feel like what they should do is announce the return of a wrestler <laughs> for a match at WrestleMania, right? Oh, I and like then this. they tease it out. They describe it. You know, they list all his accomplishments. You know, he's won championships. <laughs> Uh, he's one of the most popular wrestlers in the last 15 years. Uh, he has tattoos, piercings, you know, announce him to face. It could be anybody. It could be Daniel Bryan, whoever. Just announce him to face another popular wrestler. The match comes up. Daniel Bryan comes out. Music hits. It's Enzo. And Enzo, <laughs> Enzo goes over. That's fantastic. New U.S. champion, intercontinental champion. W, it doesn't matter. Enzo goes over. And you close the show. And he closes with, the show rapping. <laughs> yeah. He closes the show with and an Enzo And you have the same confetti. You have, like, the confetti from the Daniel Bryan's New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. What do you guys want to pop before we get out of here? Um. I'm not, what do we want to like promote? Yeah, yeah. I said pop, but I have I my podcast still exists. I, I'm going. I'm taking to every other week off. I think for the next couple, of, but I, I should be back this week. Um, until I until like SummerSlam gets into full. full I'll, I'll be hitting you up for a Shameless Album Pro on the podcast. You guys are both invited anytime you want to do it. Um, <laughs> so I also do. So I, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do another podcast called The Press Box with my dear friend Brian Curtis every uh, month. Well, we record it Mondays. It usually goes up Tuesdays uh, about media and politics and sports and stuff. Um, and uh, the Ringer.com is fucking awesome right now. I'm spending most of my time there being the art director, and uh, we I, I edit some some wrestling and MMA stuff with my man Kenny Herzog, Chuck Mendenhall. But the but uh, but. Everything's been so much fun. NBA off season's been a blast. We just did like yeah. we just we just did a bracket of the sixty four greatest movie trailers since nineteen ninety. Oh yeah, so what was number got, one? Dark Knight. Is it still going? Uh, still we right? I think we announced the winner today. It was Inception. That was the best. As preview? we're recording this, it was a weird like. It, there's a lot. It's it a, was Dark Knight in there. Yeah. What was it, the last top four? It was Inception. Um, Inception and, and uh, Social who Network. Black, who took out Black Panther? That's what. That's the movie. Was it Inception that? It might have been Inception. <laughs> Inception, Black Panther. Uh, was Wolf of Wall Street in the final four? I think there was because there were two Leos and um, and Force Awakens. Mm. Those were the final four. But it's like once you get it, once you like throw start putting things in brackets, then like random things are knocking other things out. I think the first round people were taking it really seriously. I was worried it was all going to be people voting for their favorite movies. But uh, 
But yeah, it was it was really really fun. What happened to Bad Boys Two? Did they who, did they get knocked out by um, Bad Boys Two preview. even in it? Bad Boys Two was with in the Clan. There was a, they did the Clan thing in the yeah. beginning. Was who great. were they up against? Oh, yeah. And somebody was like, "Oh, I should have voted for Bad Boys Two. This movie's about to." I forget what the movie was. That oh, was about that's fantastic. To win. The movie itself is like it gets like really artsy at the end. There's like shots of like lizards and stuff. You're like, "What is <laughs> yeah. going on?" It's like turned into a Warner Herzog movie. Uh, Greg, uh, what do you got to promote? Uh, well, I'm still doing Cheap Heat. I don't have uh, nearly as much going on as David Shoemaker, but I'm also still an attorney in the the New York City area. What if you just are like, these are the cases we're working on, and uh, (laughs) this is the information that you have about them? Show up to court, see if you want. (laughs) Yeah, just uh, Law Office of Gregory Hyde, greghydelaw.com. Check it out if you need me. I'm there. I like Gregory. You gotta, you gotta make that's the Gregory the most, work. That's the most professional like promotion that we've ever. Like, like literally, like the last guest was like, "See me at Chuckle Hut in Paramus, <laughs> New Jersey." That's, that's and you're like, "Can you please help me w- uh, win a case and buy a house?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly it. what it is. Uh, hey, uh, wait, what's your what's your middle name, Dan? Me? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to know. Was it like Rose? No, Rosebud? It's, it's Hensel. Really? It's S-L-E. I thought it was S-I-L-E until two years ago. I've been spelling my middle name wrong. <laughs> Yo, you know what? That's all right. For 32 I've, I've been spelling years. my sister's name wrong for the longest time, too. It's Valerie really? with a V-A-L-A, and I was doing V-A-L-E, R-I-E. I, yeah. Is it because, like, you're younger than me. I, and I'm younger has, than her. But has, like, autocorrect been a feature in your life for so long? Like, your phone just convinced you it was something else? <laughs> well, yeah, I never had to write it. I've always said it. Cause like I'm not writing her. And you, maybe you say Val. Like if you write a yeah. card, it's hey Val or something yeah. like that. So I have done that with a couple names. First off, in college, I pronounced Camus Camus for a while, which I was pretty uh, bummed out about. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I can't say <laughs> Rachel Drolazel or Drazels. I don't oh, even. Yeah, I, don't I don't know Drozel, how. To, D- I can't Drozel, say her fucking heard, name. Heard, she has a new name now. Everybody says it differently. Yeah. And then Peter uh, Teal, I thought was Thiel up until this week. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I think people still call him Theo. The, the uh, scariest teeth in all of uh, the world. No, no. Brock Lesnar has the scariest teeth in all of the world. Oh, bringing no, it back true. to have wrestling. You seen, have you seen that? <laughs> have you seen? Yeah, no, yes. I haven't. <laughs> it, it, it's it's horrible. He's got some. He's got some teeth issues. And um, I, I saw a picture floating around Twitter about it. Yeah. And I, I, it's it looks fake. That's how bad it is. And then you go on the network and you watch WrestleMania, uh, his match with Roman. And he yells at one point and is like, "This is like, this is legit. This is not fake news." And it's it's terrifying. That yeah, he's uh, that. he's a monster. That guy. Um, he's like the he's the guy you face right before the boss in a video game. You know. Um, my new album, No Real Winners Here, comes out on August 10th. Please subscribe to this podcast. Should have one next week. I'm sorry it's been so off and on. I'll, I've just had a, uh, a lot of work to do outside of this. Check out the break on Netflix. Um, we have our uh, final. We we just had our second to last episode. We have our final episode coming out next weekend. And I'll be on tour, dancestermain.net, to promote the album. Um, I'll be doing a Salt Lake podcast and radio in the area in New York. So please check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you too for being on. Of course. of course. All right. Bye.